Hello and welcome to the final truckation. This is it, guys. We've done ready, it. Ready to disembark? Yes. This is it. Cool. Star Trek Nemesis. <laughs> that was one last... That was one last... Uh, Steve. One last... You don't think it's going to come up again? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's the end of truckation. Who knows what's going to happen? This is the part of the truckation where you start to realize you're going to be more tired when you left for vacation. You know how, like, when you leave work, you're all excited, and then you go on your trekation and you come home, and you're like, I am goddamn exhausted. I need another trekation. I need a, well, I need to go back to work you or something. A, you need I a trekation from your trekation. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. This is that part of that. Y- yes, yes, uh, that is true. By the way, that was Chuck Moore that you just heard. Hi. <laughs> How's it going, Chuck Moore? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm doing all right. Good. Jason's been been talking too. Jason, how you doing? Number hey, one? I'm here. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's, it's, I kind of have that that feeling when you finish a vacation and you have to go back to work the very next day. That's kind of how I feel right now. You need a trekation from your vacation. Right. You got, okay. got a little bit of that funk. Yeah. Get yeah. that funk. All right. Ken Shuttleworth. Ken. <laughs> <laughs> your con ken is getting well creepier it, it's a little it's a little before it's a little sleepier because <laughs> oh it's i said like, creepier much not like sleepier well, <laughs> that might be making it a little sound a little creepier yeah, but yeah it's because yeah i'm ready for this vacation to kind of be over but yeah this was these this movie these two movies yeah so let's, uh, this week to round things out we say goodbye to the next generation crew, and yes, I know they're on Picard now, but that's <laughs> that doesn't count in my opinion. Not Are they all on Picard? No, a few of them. No, but like they, everybody, kind of like like Riker <laughs> and Troy showed up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Steve, is that it? Was that all? Oh, Data's there. Data's there. Data. Data is there as a ghost. Oh, what? He downloaded his brain bits into a computer, and he's a ghost, and he into wants to he wants to die before. Yeah, I guess it came from before because they shut him off. It's like this guy's too much of an idiot for us to live, keep him alive anymore. <laughs> we need to put him down. <laughs> Is what's yeah. her name? Um, Galaga. What's her name? <laughs> Gonzo. <laughs> Guinan. Is she in Picard? Galaga? I don't know. She's gonna, I guess she's going to be in season two. I don't know. I don't know. The point is, is that they took everything that could be the happy ending for all these people and made sure you felt like shit as you watched that show because nothing worked out very well. Hmm. Like even, even the Rikers had a kid who died. It's like, ugh. Like you threw that into anyway. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about Nemesis. Yeah, a, a movie that's supposed to be a happy ending that makes you feel like shit. Yeah, is it supposed to be a happy ending? I mean, I think it's supposed to be a. We're gonna make another one, right? Oh, no, I don't we think don't make I don't, another one. I don't think they intended to make another. I one think they this. did. I'm pretty yeah. sure they did. And, yeah, it, it and was, it got scrapped because yeah, this movie was a huge was failure. Going to be another one, and it got scrapped. Ooh, which yeah, makes we're me gonna, curious what that would have that storyline would have been. But. Probably, it would have been about youth, the prime obsession, directive. obsession. Maybe they would have brought the prime directive Kirk back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and data being finding humanity. Oh, maybe God. or or maybe baby Spock. We've had that. enough of that at this point, right? Like, can we all agree? 
Generations or St- it's Star Trek Generations, right? Yeah. Yeah. It ran its fucking course. Yeah. I mean, there is nowhere. Le- they had nowhere left to go. So they you mean made the next generation had no next generation. Yeah, had, I say it wrong. Had run its Sorry. course. Yes. Had run its course because they couldn't come up with a good storyline for this. So they just made an action movie. Right. Yes. Yeah. This is a big, dumb action movie. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a I do want to talk a little bit about the state of Star Trek at this time, too, because Star Trek was pretty much out of gas. Um, they ejected were, their core. They ejected their core to, to <laughs> zipper up space. Yep. And then UPN was like, but we need more. And people are like, but we don't really want to watch anymore. Right. We, we've seen it. We, we're there. We're, we're done. So we'll talk about that too. But yeah, so this is um, 2002's uh, Star Trek Nemesis yeah and uh you got um so the the, this is the first time in a movie (laughs) that they bring in the romulans and it's like from this point forward romulans have become a much much bigger thing in star trek than they ever had been before and i think a lot of people realize not that interesting no they're just a bunch of eddie monsters (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're all like the like what what makes the the Romulans the Romulans are that they are very duplicitous and politicky. The the Klingons were always more interesting because they were the opposite of what humanity was depicted as in Star Trek, right? Like humanity is reaching out into the stars and helping people and the Klingons just want to conquer and smash and eat, you know, and stuff like that. So the, the, the Romulans were kind of conniving and, and like, that's interesting for an episode. That's interesting as a, as a problem that, that, you know, they, they, they've consolidated so much power that they are a threat. Sure. Right. Um, but it's kind of like it's kind of like if every bad guy in a movie for like the next year were just Chinese government people, you'd get bored after a while because they're really just not that interesting. All right. Can I ask you a question? I guess it's a newbie. You know, I like to ask yeah, these yeah, newbie sure, Star Trek questions. Yeah, go for it. So we have the Romulans and the Vulcans who come from the same they split off millennia ago. Were they logical before they split? Or is the Vulcan logic something that developed after the split? Because the Romulans don't sure. seem very logical at all. No, I'm not sure. Ken, do you remember anything? Because the, the, when Spock came came on to Next Generation, it was to reunify the Vulcans and the and the Romulans to like open up like a connection. Yeah, I don't know. But I was going to say that's a really interesting question. Yeah, I just it, it yeah. seems like it doesn't follow or doesn't I feel, like they just wanted to make a character that was kind of Vulcanish, but well, not it, a Vulcan. It, well, what it played from the very first time you saw the Romulans, um, kind of played in this Cold War like episode of the original series. People really weren't sure what the Romulans looked like back then because before you didn't have view screens and you didn't talk to each other through view screens. You had windows that saw ships, but you didn't really see people. Okay. And so the first time that, that the Federation saw Romulans, they looked like Spock. 
and they're all like, oh, is he a spy? Is he is some guy, some xenophobic dude on the bridge got like all sideways about it? Um, and Kirk had to put him in his place. Of course he did. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what it was, was I think there's an ancient tie and then they split off and then the Vulcans found logic. I think that's how it went. It, it, it stands to reason. It wouldn't make sense otherwise, but I was unsure. I don't even know if that's important, but it was well, important to it's, me. No, it, it makes a good point because Romulans are self-centered, whereas the Vulcans are a society-centered way of thinking, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because one would reason that logic would be, it makes more sense for logic to apply as the whole, not to the individual. Yes, the logical Within thing to do isn't always self-centered. For right. sure. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, anyway. So, the, the Romulans are... I mean, it's kind of interesting. It was the first time we ever saw their home planet, I think. At least, I don't think they showed it in any of the other series before that. But um, it's like this internal polit- uh, political struggle that, that there's a second-class citizen and the Remans that are all vampire-looking dudes. Um. And one guy in particular from from the Riemann side of things are going to take over, and they do it with the stuff called Theleron that basically melts your face and bones and things. Yeah, it makes you into dust, like statue. Right. Yeah. So they, they say, hey, um, we want to make friends with the Federation, and Admiral Janeway, straight from being promoted over Picard, uh, from Voyager comes in and says, "Hey, uh, go to Romulus and go talk to those guys. They want they they specifically asked for you. That's kind of a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they uh, they want to talk about peace, but only with you. Okay, but only with you. Only, only with with Picard. So it's like, okay, well, I guess we're gonna do that. Meanwhile, we're gonna find some positronic shit, and here comes here comes the new data." And he's an idiot. Day derp. Day derp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jason's got lots to say about day derp. I mean, did they ever really explain where he came from and how they got a hold of him? And and was the the whole plan really just to get him on the Enterprise? Yes. To to yeah. take a look at OSHA pictures again? Yes. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. All right. But what I what I don't understand about that whole scene is when they f- go and they finally find all the pieces, then a whole bunch of guys come and start attacking. Right. The 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 it's, people on the planet. So later, we find out which we'll get to. Yeah. What's his Tom Hardy? Um, like if, if they would have like killed Picard at that point, everything would have just been like over. Right. Well, I don't Movie's think. <laughs> I don't think that. I, I get what you're saying. That that's just because this is an action movie. They couldn't have that discovery take place without action. Without action. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was without the... him being able to use his new dune buggy and Worf being able to shoot a bunch of people. Obviously, they weren't there because of what's his Tom Hardy, as you so succinctly called him. 
Yeah, I already forgot what his name was. Just some action. His Sh- name is Shabbat's Shazams. Shabbat's Is he Orthodox? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't roll on on Sundays. I know that. <laughs> yeah, he so sure as shit doesn't fucking roll. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah, so this movie feels like it was a better video game than it was a movie. A, b- a better video, like it would have made a better video no, game I think than this, it is. A I think movie. this is a video game, right? Because it, you, they have to, they get the orders, they got to go, they got to go find the pieces of data, they got to escape the people attacking, and then they got to go and oh oh, you got to box your shadow self. Shadow Picard shows up. Did you just come up with this? No. Oh, okay. There's really not not a yes. lot of meat to this movie. No, there really isn't. Yeah, not a whole lot of meat here, guys. We're gonna start talking about Stella again at some point. <laughs> I, I well, Once again, this came out Angela, the same. If uh, Angela Bassett had been in this movie, yeah, it would have been better. Yeah. Well, this came out the same day as the Hot Chick, so we could talk about that. It came out five days before the Two Towers. Yeah, and not long after the second Harry Potter movie. Yeah, this weirdly is trapped. Yeah. We get one scene in the beginning that we didn't talk about when Picard is giving his uh, his best man speech. We have a Wesley Crusher and a Who Gonzo has zero sighting. lines. Yeah, he didn't say a thing. He just laughed. And then uh, Guinan talks a little bit. Guinan. Guinan. I was closer than I'll ever get. Okay. Lactic. Oh, yeah. There was a Bond movie that came out around that time, too. But a bad one. Yeah. 2002 still, sucks. Still, it was a Bond movie. Yeah. That's a lot of competition. The worst Bond yeah, movie. I, I still don't know how like Wesley Crusher got to sit at the wedding table. but Because you see him, he's just back there, no lines, and then he's not even in the rest of the movie. Who else would you have put at the table? People that were actually part of the crew and were going to be in the movie. Like who? Worf. Like like a was Warf, Warf, oh, yeah. the Warf, Warf and um, <laughs> Warf and Jordy. Yeah, don't Warf say and Jordy are not what? at the table. Ooh. Warf, Jordy, and Guinan are at a oh. different table. No, Jordy is at the table. He walks away. He's he is at the table. Oh, okay. Well, because he makes that face when when Data gets promoted to first one or whatever. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. that is right. This is the first Star Trek movie not to debut at number one, and you know what it lost to. The hot, hot chick. chick? Nope. Made in Manhattan. Oh, my God. I don't even know what that is. It's J-Lo. It's J-Lo. Oh, is it? Lopez, well, that makes man. sense. I mean, I, in a way, that makes sense. J-Lo was so hot that year. So hot. Super hot. Was that was that the... That was Benefer, like, uh, time period, too, wasn't it? I don't know. Is I this what we're going to talk about instead of stuff? Let's talk about Jiggly. <laughs> Jiggly? <laughs> 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 that's what happened to the. That's what happened to Troy and Crusher when gobble, they left gobble. the prior. <laughs> they got jiggly. Got, j- got, got jiggly, jiggly with it. <laughs> anyway, oh, that made me stupid laugh. <laughs> <laughs> my derpy, had, my date derp. You had laugh. to provide your own laugh track. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, so, people wouldn't realize it was a joke, <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least you could trick them into thinking it was yes, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they they show up to Romulus. And they they say, "Okay, come beam down." After waiting for what seventeen hours, we're gonna, a, a monster man shows up on screen, <laughs> played by the monster man, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> Nosferatu shows up. <laughs> Sounds like something that'd be like a Knott's Berry farm. Yeah, Knott's yeah. Ber- yeah, sure. 
it would be spelled with a K. So, yeah, of course. Know. Yeah. Um, so Nosferatu shows up and uh, he's like, hey, beam down to these coordinates. Um, make sure you bring all your top level people. Okay. So, uh, so Picard, Troy, Riker, Data. Was Worf there? And Worf. Yeah. Beam down. Yeah, because I said, you know, I um, I like Dr. Crusher and Jordy LaForge. I do not think that they're going to be up to the challenge if this goes sideways when all the other top officers are in uh, uh, Monster Man's place. Right. Well, well, Beverly Crusher has been captain of the bridge before. Here we go. So is Jordy. And, and Dr. Mom, he did a good job. That, wasn't that the best of both worlds episodes that she was... No, that was, no, that was in the future. It was in the. Uh, she had her own ship in the future. No, but she was. Um, maybe it was the descent episodes. Where oh she yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. was the captain of the bridge. Yeah, because again, there's a bunch of Borg and David's evil brother down there on that planet. Yeah. Send all of our top guys. Yeah, exactly. Crusher, you got the bridge. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So anyway. Um. Yeah, so they go down there, and and um, and everything is shrouded in darkness. There ain't nobody around, and it's like all of this stuff seems really odd. And then Tom Hardy shows up, and he doesn't play coy at all. He's like, "I'm basically you, John Luke. I've been cloned by, by from here's some blood to prove it. I'm you. I'm You're gonna you. I'm need gonna, this. Let's go. Let's let's have dinner, just the two of us. I should say, just the one of us. I'm you. I'm you. I'm gonna be. I'm you." And the world is a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking smashing pumpkin. It, it, it is. It's Billy Corgan coming down the, yeah. the stairs. Gish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So Can- then. Cancel the fish, Gish. Yeah. Cancel the fish, Gish. <laughs> <laughs> so they. So, like, at this point, there's a duplicate data that's shown up out of the blue. Who's an idiot? There's a young version of Picard running the Romulan Empire. And somebody was like, one of you guys were like, I was, yeah. It's like, these are supposed to be smart people, right? Yeah. Shouldn't they be able to figure out that these two dupes showing up at the same time are probably intertwined? Well, technically, they did figure it out, though. Not until after Derp stole their info. No, that was that was real data. No, no. Derp stole the data. Data figured it out, and real data went over to the ship. Yeah, I okay. won't call them Dater because that's too hard to differentiate when I'm saying <laughs> but, both but they names. Still, but they still figured it all out and didn't give them any of the correct information. They used Daderp against them. So they did figure it out. But they didn't, Dave, tell, the real they didn't did. tell the movie that. They though. didn't. Or, or us. But that's because they had to be tricksy. And again, we had to have that's tricksy hobbitses. We had, we, had to have, we had to have the scene like we have time and again with data where he might be bad he might be good oh this time wink wink it's the real data and they trick the bad guys again this is not let's say it's good no i think day derp was on the ship i think they were both on the ship i don't think so because on Shinsu Hanzu's ship, whatever his name is. Because the next time you see Dayderp, he's on the Enterprise and he's, he's locked up. Locked up. And yeah. They deactivate him. Yeah. Okay. Well, either which way, they didn't tell us 
And you got to inform your audience. You got to you got to have the pieces in place. But then the wink doesn't work. No, but you got to at least have a scene where a piece is in place to where you can say they 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 may know. know something. This is the least of this movie's worries. Okay, and concerns. Fair enough. Honestly, How, they they did an adequate job of 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 this is surprising being clever me. enough in that in that scene. This is surprising me That's that it. you're the one defending this scene. That's surprising to me. It, it's what you thought I would. No, I didn't think anyone would. But the <laughs> least works. of us, the least of us, Jason, <laughs> okay, saying sure. it works. I don't say I like it. I'm just saying. No, no, I know. I'm I know. just saying it, that <laughs> you're it giving was, it. Credence. It was adequate enough that it but, worked. But yeah. you, but you can see it coming a mile away because guess what? It's the plot of every fucking generation episode. Like. <laughs> <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Did you see it coming, Ken? Tell us your concerns. I honestly like when when I watch a movie, I don't read too much into like what's going to happen going forward so it was Fair just kind of like oh okay that happened well i mean looking back on it in hindsight is like okay well that's fine that they that they switch datas but when you think back on it like that that's all i was saying is like thinking back on it, it's like they had no in they had no indication that they had figured it out that's right. all i'm saying a little kernel would have been nice a kernel is how you storytell there shouldn't yeah. have been a second data in the first place because it's stupid well you know what also shouldn't have been in this movie Brain rape. Yeah. yeah. What did that do? What? Other than for something to happen later to find the ship. Yeah, because it really it played no meaningful purpose at all. Yeah, and then she's crying to Picard about being like rightfully uh, violated. Uh, violated. He's like, it, yeah. well, no, you got to go back to work. That's I, not see, great. See, no, the way that, that, the maybe, way that they... Maybe give her a day. Yeah. The yeah. way that they did it was wrong obviously but she said i've been compromised thinking like i am not useful to you because they can they can brain rape me not i need a day off because i was brain raped right so yeah. picard wasn't really denying her solace he was denying her whatever else do you, do you understand what i'm <laughs> yeah, saying I understand it's what still saying. sort of equated it's stupid to it's dumb work. but, but yeah, yeah it's yeah, kind yeah. of a pick yourself up and dust yeah. yourself off some, you are still useful to me is what it. they were trying to portray but it came off really poorly yeah yes yes a lot of this movie just comes off poorly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. one uh, one other th thing that i kind of had a big problem with and i don't know how they could have remedied this but the majority of this movie is just the enterprise and that ship going back and forth and what's happening and there's like nothing else really going on i leaned over to jason at one point and i said this battle is over long like yeah you think you're in the final act for an hour and a half mm -hmm. in this movie. and maybe it is the final act for the last hour and a half there is no i can't well, think of a yeah second think, to third act split. think about this the first act is uh riker and troy get married find data find the data <laughs> second act is the rest of the movie yeah <laughs> that's what i'm saying there's no like the the, the third act well the is... second act is kind of like ooh, is shins on bad or is he good but that doesn't last very long it's like 15 minutes right because and it's, then it's, it's pretty clear that then the he end. kidnaps him so the the end is really an hour and a half long pretty that's much why it feels ridiculous and the that's why we're all sleepy break it up is that there's two romulan ships that come in to help and they get obliterated in like five minutes right they could have done more on the romulan side of things for sure like if they had done shown more of sort of the machination of of the 
the revolt against Shinzon and showed maybe a little bit more Romulan politics, uh, that again. could have been really interesting. Okay, so here here we go again. These are people who helped murder the entire Romulan Senate, which that scene is pretty cool. It's like, oh, look, we are seeing some Romulan politics. Oh, they're all melting. That's scary. <laughs> That's about this is right what we think Romulan about politics. Romulan politics. <laughs> right, yeah. with, with the easy button. Yep, yeah, the easy button. The, the Staples easy button. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got to go pick up my order, and then everyone dies. <laughs> it's like, it's I know, like I, she, she should have just like walked out like a prancing cat. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, it, it's like one of those things where it's like... <laughs> It's like, oh, I think we need new. <laughs> I think we need new leadership. Easy button. Yep. Dead. Everybody's dead. Staples turned into like a world destroyer. Later. Right. Yes. I feel, I feel like she should have like peeked in the door one last time and went. <laughs> oh yeah, a little before she left. A Dirk, a Dirk dastardly laugh or yeah, something. Exactly. <laughs> I still find it hilarious that like every table in the Senate had nothing on it. Yeah. With people just sitting behind it, and this one woman that has this random little disc Red, sitting on the table and yeah. leaves without it, nobody noticed. It and even, everyone, when it starts it doing shit, a, they're like, what is this? Well, <laughs> what's funny is that thing even looks like it has a carabiner on it. So it's like, obviously, somebody's personal shit. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, um, yeah, I got to go. Um, see you guys never again. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, yeah, see you later. And then, and then nobody looks over to see. It's like she left her space purse. Or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but what that is is a small scale representation of the weapon that it's Nemesis. The, it, it's a small, sc- <laughs> it's a small scale representation yeah. of our of of our attention, yeah. the, mm-hmm. our attention span for this movie. Yeah. You know what else this movie failed at, except for in the beginning, is having Worf there to let me know how I'm supposed to feel. No, he things. was there in the first act. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. One, he he hated he, the wedding. Yep. We hated the wedding too. He hated romping around in the in the captain's personal James yep. Bond vehicle. Yes. But he gives me no other insight the rest of the movie because Worf is as we have said I don't even know if we've said it on an episode. But his reactions in these two movies are exactly what the audience is feeling on multiple occasions. <laughs> so when he's like this is dumb, no I'm not singing, no I'm not doing this, we're like yes. The person who wrote this movie was like, I'm going to use Worf as a way to tell myself not to do things, and I'm going to ignore them. (laughs) (laughs) If Worf doesn't like it, we shouldn't put it in there. Oh, fuck it. We'll just have Worf say no. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I liked how they continued that into the movies of, like, every time Worf makes a suggestion, Picard's like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, like, never gave a suggestion that they were like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, he, he, he desperately wants to raise the fucking shields when the big, scary monster ship shows up. It looks like something that will destroy whole planets and eat souls. And, and like, Worf's like, I'm going to raise the shields. And Captain Picard's like, no. And he's like, I'm going to raise the shield. No. What's the point of that? Like, what is. I, I the point of a scary ship? No, no, no. Oh. To scare Why not raise your shields? It's not like it makes you look aggressive. Well, it makes you look speculative, which well, is not a bad thing when an ominous ship appears out of fucking nowhere. Well, they didn't appear out of nowhere. They were going to meet them, and they were on a diplomatic mission. So it was very similar to when yeah, but it Star was Trek cloaked. Six. Star Trek Six, but it was a cloaked but and it appeared out of, out of nowhere. But it came out of cloak. Yes, that yeah. is ominous. Whether you, if you expect to meet someone, you should see him coming from a long way away. If I make a meeting with you and I show up behind you with a knife, <laughs> oh, it's fine. I, are no you going to turn on your force field? I mean, what, what are you going to do? And they you're going to be on the defense, but it didn't, hours. But you're going to be defensive. But it didn't have a knife. I'm just, I'm just saying that 
from the aspect Jason of diplomacy. What is this? What is going this on here? I'm just saying, from the aspect of diplomacy, it, 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 you're starting off on a wrong foot if you put yourself on. You're the starting defensive. on a wrong off on a wrong foot if you appear out of nowhere. You're cloaked, but this and you movie don't announce started yourself. off on the wrong foot. Yes, yeah, I get what you're saying, for, but they broke the rules of diplomacy first. I don't know that they did. I oh. mean, they just showed up at the meeting. They showed up at the they meeting. They showed up coming a, a out little, a little bit dramatically. But not with like their weapons at the ready. They showed up about as uh, about as <laughs> dramatically as they were late. I which guess was that, ex- overly. that excuses it a little <laughs> bit. But the way that they showed up, I'm not. I'm just saying. It, cool it's, what does it take to turn your to put your shields up? Like one press of a button, it could give it a second. I agree. Okay, but then but then Dracula shows up on screen. At that point, I'm like, fucking shield, <laughs> yeah. fucking shield. All right, that might be a little jarring. That might yeah. that might poop my pantalones enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 come on, you, Klingons at the at, is at is is at the he he hates Romulans even more than the people do. True. I mean, he's gonna he he's he knows what what. Romulans are up to. I mean, god damn it, you're in space. You should have your shields up all the time. <laughs> well, that's what the deflector shield is at the at the bottom part there, the little orange disc. Oh, okay. That's a that's to keep debris from hitting the ship. It projects a a sort of a force field. Did you know, know that? Anybody know that? No. No. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Sure didn't. Um, that's why it's called the deflector dish. <laughs> it deflects space junk. Cool, Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve taught me that. I miss you, Steve. <laughs> Too bad it couldn't deflect this movie. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. This so, is space junk, isn't it? It is. Yep. It's this is space junk. The movie. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. Basically, Shinzon, Shinzon was designed to be to later replace Captain Picard. Now we spend half a movie saying the ages don't add up Mm -hmm. this is wrong this is bad and then they eventually explain it that's out of order because meanwhile okay let me explain something here (laughs) when 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 something like that happens where it's like yes i'm supposed to uh, replace you in the federation have a romulan agent working in the federation and immediately i'm thinking he's 76 years younger that than make, that doesn't make no damn sense yeah, yeah it's like he's way younger than than captain picard and then they don't explain it so now all the time i'm saying he's way younger than captain picard which allows for me to now nitpick every other little thing yeah that's happening and then 45 minutes later when they say oh he can age super fast at some point at some point they'll flip a switch and he'll be you at that point, basically. And I'm like, okay, I could have used that because I hated everything else up to this point. Is that why he's dying, basically? Is because they didn't flip the switch or the switch doesn't work? They needed his blood to activate the switch? Maybe. Oh, maybe. They needed his blood for something. Oh, right? it was a total transfusion. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, a complete and total taking all the blood out of one and deflating the and that's person basically and the whole it into the plot other. of this movie is this Vampirism. guy need, this yeah a guy needs a blood transfusion yeah 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 but it also make it after like so many attempts of trying to well not a ton but that was kind of another thing is that he only made like a couple attempts to actually get Picard so he could have this procedure and then at some point he's just like fuck it let's fuck just, it kill let's him all. kill him and then go 
destroy Earth. I'm gonna die. It out of time. Out like, of time. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yep. He's he's a little aggro. Little emo. Little emo. Okay, so he's a little 1990s Billy Corgan. <laughs> here's that. But he also reminds me of Doctor Evil. And more so, Seth Green when he takes over for Doctor Evil yeah. at the end of Austin Powers. Totally, Street. sure. Like he, he's very like, Daddy didn't love me. Like, kind of acting, but it's really Picard who doesn't. Why does him. he have like the chapped lip? It's a it's a cut. It's like it looks like a cut. Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling he got that in the mines. Yeah, on Remus. Okay. It's a weird choice. I have nothing for that. It's a weird yeah, choice. I don't know. He, all I know is this This bad guy. I mean, maybe is it's not... there so you could tell him apart. <laughs> I mean, Hardy's a good... Hardy's a... <laughs> that took a second for me to understand. <laughs> the look he gave when he did that was insane. <laughs> I can't see that look. He has, no. to, he has to look was, the other way to give it. Like, it was one of those things where I was like... <laughs> like... 45 seconds happened in a split second of me figuring out what that face he contorted into. Oh, so you into. froze time. Like, I froze time, yeah. You, no, you we picarded even, it. We didn't even talk about the time freezing of the last Yeah, because really it was matter. stupid. It didn't really matter. Yeah. But it's more, it's less it's stupid better. than anything else. <laughs> 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 All right. Sorry, so, Star Trek fans. I no, apologize. it's fine. Most people don't like this movie. Um I would I would argue most people don't like this movie. That may not be accurate. I don't know. The other beef I kind of had was when they initially were going to was it sector sector fifteen seventy five or something to meet up with the fleet. Jeez, yes. man, that's they excellent get, recall. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, was that right? I don't even know. We'll uh, quick, but, yes. real quick, what ships were listed when they pulled it up on the OSHA poster? One was the Archer. I yeah, saw well, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I we won't go on a tangent that that about Archer. Um. Yeah, what I was gonna say is like when they were going to meet all those ships, and then they get stopped because of Tom Hardy, and they start getting fired upon. At no point did anyone think call out like, "Hey, all you ships that are over there, we're under attack. Come help!" Yeah, and it's like that would have made it. I'm guessing a little bit more entertaining. Yeah, I'm guessing for sure. the green gas was meant to be like a block, like a we need something to prevent them from contacting. Did they maybe say something about? Trans communications and not being able to. Oh yeah, they may have just like thrown a. I think their communications were broken, and then that's when Picard is like, "Shields up" or something, or at the ready, and then they got hit. I think. I don't know. Yeah, they may have thrown a one-liner in there to explain everything. That's right. They were in the stellar cartography room. They were in the room that nobody knows what it is. Right, Uh, the the room that was like when everybody's quit his job. When when everybody's (laughs) on red alert. You know, it's like two of the most important people on the bridge are not on the bridge. They're right. in this room looking at stuff. And and then it, it like, bzz, and they're like, oh, shit. It like seals up. We got to do this thing now. Because <laughs> we got to do this thing now. Yeah. You're, you, that's what this movie is. If that's is. how you're going to explain stuff in this episode, we're going to have a hard time getting to the end. <laughs> I like it. It's brief. Yeah. Well, we're going to do this not, thing and then that thing and then film seizure. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this movie could have done that too. No, I know. Because it was that was exactly what Shinzon was waiting for was for them to get into that green gas. And then that's when he started, because he was right behind him. He was, like, tailing him. Star Trek has a gas problem. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do I. But that's I'm being serious. <laughs> like it's that's a crutch to almost every story. There's like we're either hiding in the gas or we're using the gas or the gas is gas. Ever since gas Star is Trek too. Faces it melts faces in first contact. It melts faces in this. There's only so much you can do in space, right? But they lean on the gas idea a lot. I'd argue that that in space it's relatively infinite. What you could do I guess, but they choose to tell other stories right. on the ships. Not on planets that have interesting and different. That's that's where Star Wars supersedes, and I hate to bring up Star Wars, supersedes Star Trek. No! I know. <laughs> did he do yes. a thing? He did, he did do my thing? no. Did thing. He did my no thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it has interesting worlds and new places you explore. It doesn't happen that often in Star Trek, at least in the movies. Oh, yeah, that's more of a TV show. Thing. Yeah, I'd like some new like. Sure, I, yeah. I can understand that because yeah, it's like basically. Well, they generations did. spend a lot of time on that one planet that got blown up. Yeah, um, the first contact spent a lot of time on the ship. A lot of time on the planet too, though. And Earth—that's Earth. I know Earth. Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's there's no new newness to Earth. For it's, me. It's well, like, insurrection it's like, did it, it try was like to do the, something. It was different. like Earth from the Postman. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Except they had technology. Yeah. Was Tom Petty there saying, oh, now you're famous, Commander Riker. It would have yeah. made it They're going to make a statue of you. Yeah. And then they spent a bunch of time on the Baccarat planet or whatever. Baku. Or- but they had an interesting... But, but there was a concept there. <clears throat> there was a concept. It had an interesting idea to it, but it still looked like... Yeah, well, Arizona. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like Bakersfield. Yeah, Bakersfield. Yeah, like I don't know. Maybe it's I'm like, being too picky. We're, we're going to Bakusville, Bakusville, California. Yep. <laughs> I've spent a week in Bakersfield training people on e tapestry. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I went to L.A. Yeah, that's awesome. Way more awesomer. <laughs> Actually, Sorry, no. L.A. kind of sucks. I'd rather Hollywood go to L.A. than Bakersfield. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, what's in Bakersfield? Nothing. <laughs> Isn't that... Uh, wasn't that... Their about- airport has one terminal. Or one, like, one gate. Oh, my God. Was that where... Um, uh, uh, Steve, Steve lives? <laughs> no, was that... <laughs> that was not a Steve break. That Was that where Gary Busey pulled over... Johnny Depp in, in uh, Fear and Loathing when he was like trying to escape Las Vegas. When Did he, he get the him, Bakers? When he tells them we can't stop here. It's backcountry. No, no, no. Gary Busey was the roadside cop. Oh, yeah. Who pulls him over and it's like, you look like you need some some sleep, son. Yeah. Because he was like raging on everything. Anyway. Yep. Sure. Bakersfield. Yep. yep. Yeah. Anyway. It's someplace in between L.A. and Las Vegas. It is. Yeah. It's about halfway, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Bakersfield. This is riveting stuff. It's where the movie (laughs) U-Turn took place. Not in reality, but... Okay. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So, basically, yeah, that that is the movie. It's it's, uh, Vampire Man Needs Blood. Wants to also destroy Earth. Wants also to destroy Earth because he's angry he wants the federation to go bye-bye for Along no real with, good reason honestly yeah because his real enemy should be the romulans right because he's mad at everybody he's yeah. mad at authority he's a petulant child yes and he's got a 
pretty bad weapon. He's got pretty bad weapon, and he has a mind rapey buddy. Yeah. Knots for Atu. I wonder oh. if it's. It, it, then there was the other guy who I think um, was also like on the on the bridge, and he was like giving crazy orders to, and he didn't look like he was really feeling it anymore. No, I'm, I'm gonna call him Scott Dracula. <laughs> Scott Dracula. <laughs> Every time Scott Dracula looked at the screen, he was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do what?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like i'm not so sure guys. yeah no i don't know about that one guy <laughs> it's like scott dracula just just go ahead and uh, and like take one of the take one of the escape pods out yeah. of here <laughs> i guess he died huh scott dracula yeah yeah unceremoniously probably he's like ah! <laughs> 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 so at one point um picard gets gets uh taken prisoner and data goes over to to save him disguised as idiot data <laughs> yes <laughs> i don't know idiot data just got me <laughs> <laughs> anyway and, and idiot data says look check out this inside my wrist here i've got a little one-man transporter why don't you use it to get off they still think i'm idiot data and picard and data have a 25 minute talkie scene in the room with a passed out romulan or reman yeah it's like can you not tell me when we get out of here yeah i want to know why it was so difficult for jordy to make two of those well, now wait a minute. Jordy's got his regular day job to do. <laughs> He's got the rest of the ship to take care of, you know. But still, <laughs> no, you know what it probably was. Barkley probably put that together, and nobody else wanted. Like it's no, like, mm, probably, that's probably not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know no why did Jordy oh. ask Data like, "Why do you need this?" And wait, you're not coming back. No, oh, here, like he never asked like, "Why yeah, do you only need one?" Who's the guy at the desk signing out that that one man transporter, right? Because he's not asking the right questions. Well, so <laughs> I'll tell you the reason. And this is very scientific and technical. The because story wouldn't work if there were more than one of them. Right. There's no there, there's no movie without. It's not a device. It's a plot device. <laughs> well, ultimately, ultimately, they didn't even need to. Because they got out on their own without it, and then somebody had to stay on the ship to blow it up. So they only needed one anyway. Well, I mean, this is later. This is, I mean, this is earlier than later. <laughs> I know, I know. But but they they in this time scene means because nothing. Picard, decides, says, Picard well, says, well, I, we'll find a way for we'll both find of a way us for to, both yeah. of us. Yeah, and they decide to drive the shuttle through the ship, which yep. is pretty dumb. Well, they had to because there was a force field everywhere except for that one window that they right, ran out of. Right, because nobody would think to fly through that. Yeah, yeah, nobody would put the force field over the window because that's the least likely place <laughs> someone would drive a vehicle out of. God, this movie's dumb. Well, they needed a Fast and Furious scene because that had kind of become popular by that, then, That too. was also would have been the scene in the, the video game where you have to drive the shuttle out of the ship and it gets real hard and twisty and fast they stole it from pod racing yeah yeah mm-hmm. now this is pod racing now if 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 data had said now this is 
ship racing or something, then it would have been like, I hate this movie. I would have turned it off, ejected it from my machine, and thrown it out the window. I'm surprised you didn't do it anyway. <laughs> well, you know. When when Data offered to drive and Picard's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm a much better driver earlier. than you. Yeah, I know. Drove. There's this whole, it's like a midlife crisis Picard. Yeah. In this movie. It is. It's midlife crisis Picard versus my dick still works Picard. Yeah. Versus I can, I can detect variants with my ears Picard. See, they should have had like a callback to that in this movie. Yeah. They should have had like. Well, these four movies kind of exist in a vacuum of their own. I know, but like, like four even in this movie, you have Picard who's genetically the same as this other Picard. He could have tricked the other ship, Shaz Shabbat's ship, and made it self destruct <laughs> or something. Like they could have done something cool with the fact that they are the same, but they didn't. True. They did nothing cool. Nothing with nothing that. Nothing really They're like, at all. Like, yeah. There was no real need for them to be the same person. Yeah. Well, later, uh, there's a big space battle, and then Data dies. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just did the thing. <laughs> the thing this movie should have done, which was get to the fucking point. <laughs> um, I feel like they started with the end, and they worked backwards. Yeah. It's like, we're going to kill Data. All right, well, what's the rest of your movie? Oh. I don't know. Just come up with some bullshit. Put I it mean, in there. A lot of good writers work backwards. So, I mean, it's not like people don't have the the f- end in mind when they start something is often done. Right. But they did not. Well, they were trying to figure out how to kill someone on the, in the cast since generations. If they yeah. wanted they wanted to kill someone in the cast of generations and it got vetoed by the cast of generations that's hilarious <laughs> but then they decided well what about if we kill kirk and kirk was just like whatever he just kind of shrugged his shoulders like okay no i'll, you I'll kill take me that. for three million dollars <laughs> right <laughs> right so so they, 20 minutes of screen time you can so kill yeah. me twice for six million yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, it's like, well we do have we that do, and we it's have. three million a kill three million yeah. a kill. <laughs> well, we can only afford two <laughs> Uh, oh man imagine a movie in which they just keep going into the nexus coming out and killing a kirk going into the <laughs> nexus getting another kirk and coming out and killing him he's like cha-ching <laughs> someone should make like a house of cosby's about that. house of kirks a house, house of kirks, of kirks. A house i mean of could Jim you keep kirk. getting kirk people out worse of the ne- than the last <laughs> are there like can you keep bringing kirks out if the other one isn't dead yet well no, like, does you got to kill them off, and then you got to go back and get another one, and then kill them. I'm off. just thinking like a bunch of Kirks, like all at the same time, <laughs> just pouring room. out of the yeah, Nexus. just a bunch of <laughs> like Agent Smiths it's, in the Matrix. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. It's the burly Kirk sequence. <laughs> the burly Kirks. <laughs> they are burly. <laughs> just, oh, it's God. just raining Kirks. It's raining Kirks. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a star trek episode we gotta sing yeah oh yeah Jeez. you and them yeah is um, this gonna be the shortest film seizure episode of all time no okay um so yeah so basically uh the, they do a ramming speed they do they do ram the enterprise into the the wharf scimitar maneuver. yeah and that was all right it was cool looking 
Yeah. Yeah. But what did it accomplish? Well, it stopped the scimitar from being able to go into cloak and move. Okay. It accomplished something. Yeah, but the problem is that the Enterprise couldn't do anything either. After right. Because they just reversed and tore up more of the front end of the Enterprise. Yes. And then and then Picard goes over to go blow up the Thaleron um, machine because they're going to, because at that point, Tom Hardy's like, fuck this. I'm out. He's getting real veiny. He's getting pretty veiny. Really pale. Getting really pale, really veiny. And uh, he he's decides, okay, well, I'll just shoot our our super weapon and kill them all, and then we'll we'll I guess somehow get to Earth and yeah, we'll it's kill Earth. Take him a long time to get to Earth, and I won't die before we get there. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so Picard goes over, and it's 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 the it's the Genesis wave from Star Trek Two, but this time Kirk isn't just sitting in his chair trying to figure out how they're going to get out of it. While Spock goes kills himself, it's Picard actually going over and deciding to kill himself. Oh, so instead of Spock killing himself, Picard kills himself. No, Data kills himself and sends Picard back. But Picard also killed himself. Oh yeah, I thought that with with a pipe. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, there's a lot of suicide in this movie. There is. Starfleet suicide. Don't do it. Yep. Nope. <laughs> 911's yeah, a joke. He, he kills Tom Hardy with that spear thing he like ripped off the wall. Yeah, he just rips it off the and wall. And then, like, you still got the countdown of when the thing is going to shoot, and he's just standing there. See, that made sense to me. Like, that- Why? Because <sighs> he obviously wasn't going to take the time to try to stop the weapon. I think he would. He still had 30 seconds. He's Jean-Luc Picard. It was down to like 10. No, it was 30. It was no. 30 when Jordy threw, or not Jordy wasn't even there, was he? Data. When Data threw <laughs> um, Shinsu Hansu to the floor. I think it was 10. Okay. Well, it let's goes, go watch it again and it, find out. Because it goes no. fast. No. And that's kind of what I like about it. It was scene, like 10 is, seconds. Is it goes fast. There's not like this tearful goodbye. It's pop the transporter on him, transports him out. Picard realizes, oh shit. I'm being transported off the ship. He finally kind of snaps too, and then Data turns and shoots the. He shoots it like three seconds. Yeah, and yeah. and blows the whole fucking thing up. There's no tearful goodbye, which I kind of like. Yeah, they saved their morning for the last hour of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> which hmm. feels like when there was 25 <laughs> minutes left, and we're yeah. like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Picard has to explain Data's life. To B four, who just stares at him blankly, like, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if B four is activated or turned off. He gives the same dumb look. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. It's like, ugh, all right, well, let's do this. Is this, this like here. did data original data tabula rasa data behave like this? No, hmm. he was he never was, like he was this, very right? robotic early on, but he wasn't as twitchy. I feel like he wasn't D4 a dumbass. Maybe was supposed to be like a callback to original no. data, but no, 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 no he's uh, this is head trauma data, head trauma data. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, this is idiot data. Yeah, and if he his response to everything saying why that was getting on my nerves it yeah. was getting on picard's nerves so he put him in the console <laughs> <laughs> he put his head in the console did i say something wrong y- you exist yeah that's, that's all you're a day derp you're a day derp um so 
B4 begins to kind of sing this song that they, every one of these fucking movies, they got to sing, don't they? Yes. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, I'm glad. sang at the beginning for the wedding. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, Thankfully, like, Worf, what did, what, what, what did Worf, who was the Irvin Berlin. Irvin Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> Worf being Worf for us again. Yep. yep. Drunk on Sorry, the Robbie Ale. Yep. So he, yeah, so like he starts kind of singing that song again and like, I think Picard gets the impression that, like, oh, Data's in there. But as it, as it plays out, no. There, there are two different directions that this movie takes off from in the, in the canon and non-canon of Star Trek. Um, but the other thing that happens is that uh, Riker does get promoted. He gets married... And he gets a ship all at the same time. So he's going to go off to the Titan with Troy. And Picard's got a new first officer and a new uh, counselor on incoming, basically. Now, originally, it was supposed to be Data who's going to be stepping up into that. Um, there is a scene cut out of this movie. They decide to end the movie where they did. But originally, the movie ends after... On his way back to the bridge, um, Riker is telling this new guy who's going to be the new first officer that um, that that Picard likes uh, likes it when his first officers call him John Luke uh. as a joke. <laughs> so when the guy comes in, it's like, "Oh, I'll be, I'm so looking forward to me, to working with you, John Luke." And then Picard like stares him down with like daggers, daggers yeah, and and everybody starts laughing. And then that's because that we needed that hilarious setting, right? Right, right. You say a better way to end it? At least you would have gone out with some humor. I mean, yeah. yeah instead, it's all down and everybody's dead. Well, I think <laughs> I think that would have been a worse ending. But I also think the way they ended it was bad, and <laughs> you can't re- you can't redeem it. You can't use humor at that point in a humorless movie. All of a sudden, right, right. You know what I mean? It would have been just like what the. F- fuck <laughs> why is everyone yeah. laughing all this well time? i think before is supposed to be funny right he's supposed to be funny is he no i don't find him funny. no is he supposed to be funny? i don't know but he's not the only part of this movie that had any kind of heart besides like i don't know yeah any kind of heart was the very beginning and it sucked <laughs> yeah well, yeah that, that forced uh, uh best man speech yeah yeah Anyway. I don't know. The Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two did this whole thing better. What moving, moving, and the death of a, a character, and saluting that character, oh, yeah. and like all of the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way you handle that stuff. Exactly. Especially like we only had seen Yondu for one movie, plus the second movie, like maybe one and a half movies. We've just spent. 15 years with data and i don't feel that that's like oh he died that's- well yeah he died and then he was still there that i mean that's a problem even though it's not data it's brent spiner's even- face right like you, yeah, you didn't he's kill right there. the character yeah it's like we had to wait a whole extra movie to get spock back like spock showed up for the last two minutes of the movie right yeah of star trek 3 and then so like he's practically not there for star trek 3 he so, directed that one, right? Yeah. yeah. Nemo? Yeah. yeah. So clever. Yeah. So, but anyway. 
We talked about that during. Yeah, we talked yeah. about that. So yeah, for killing off a major character, they <laughs> what they did afterwards. I mean, I, I am like you. I'm kind of glad they didn't go into like this whole thing, but I kind of felt like them just standing around drinking a glass of wine and like Riker sharing a memory of the first time that he saw him. And like, I noticed that like Troy was the one that was most upset out of all of them. And like, I would have thought shocking because she can't face Jordy would have been like the most upset because he was kind of like Data's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it was missing? It was missing that moment. Like in Star Trek two, when they, when they send Spock out into space. And, and Kirk's and, thinking and, about and, it. And, 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 but that, that break, you remember, in Kirk's voice? Oh, yeah, when yeah. When he's eulogizing Spock is missing mo- the moment like that. Right. Yes. And and there's a there's a point of reflection as they watch this. Be- you know, the death of something created the, the beginning of something else. And, and they're, they're reflecting on that. You know, and it's... Uh, I just recently found out that... Um, that uh uh deforce kelly uh on the spot uh um what's the word i'm looking for um he did a ad lib he ad libbed the the line you know he's not really dead not as long as you remember him and it's like that's a perfect line because that's happening like kirk is thinking about that right then you know he's thinking about what's next and he's gone, you know, so it's like... It's also a clever bridge to the next movie. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's a super clever bridge to the next movie that I don't I think, think they knew. Well, that's the thing. I, <laughs> I think that they had fully intended to bring Data right back with B4. Sure. And Brett Spiner already had a script, you know, so I'd, I just think it was kind of on everybody's mind, even the audience's mind was like, well, I mean, yeah, there's a, a very easy way to bring him back, right? right? So there's just no weight to it. Right. Yeah, at the end of Star Trek Two. In 1982, you didn't know Spock was coming back. Right. There's a thing. There might not be another Star Trek movie then, right? Like Exactly. Yeah, yeah we don't know. Back but then, nobody they, cared. They, they give you, you a know? good tease, but it, but you're still not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I if mean, it ended there. forever, the story. if yeah. it ended forever there, and you it's didn't fun. have the search for Spock, or you didn't have anything after, you'd been like, that was a great end for yeah. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's a clever backdoor into bringing him back. Right. Because, yeah. oh, oh, that remember, well, that could be anything. Remember what I did. Remember, the, tell him what yeah. I went to do. Well, and, and they why. shot him into a planet that, like, terraforms life, right? Right. So you had to be thinking, like, he's going to be reborn there. Like, that has to be in your head before. And oh, if they I never did it, sure. just the sure. scene when totally. they shoot him and you see him like kind of go around the planet and then the sun comes out from behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's that telling is, you that. That's like, yeah. Yeah. like you said, that could have stopped at Star Trek 2 and everyone would have felt like, oh man, I don't feel, I'm sad, but I'm not like I'm not upset. miserable about yeah, the it. Sun, the sun came This up. movie, yeah. it's like if there was going to be another one, they basically showed you how they're going to segue into it. Uh-huh. And yeah. There's nothing exciting and, or suspenseful And they basically did the same thing they did with Spock because they just transferred all of his memories into something else. Right. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. Star Trek has a problem <clears throat> in general with, well, it worked for Star Trek 2. Yeah. So. Right. Oh, boy, yeah. do they. Yeah. yeah. Whereas <laughs> you can make things. Like the ending of X two, where there is that 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 Star Trek two ending, it's like yeah that works because the ending works. It's not just saying well what's the story that works do that again, right? Yeah. So 
yeah the there's a supermassive black hole in the center of star trek that's called star trek to the wrath of khan <laughs> and as great as that is it's forever gonna be like eh 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 remember this and that's a problem yeah you can't keep remaking the same movie yeah yeah, yeah. well i think that's also why i think the best ones since to reject that formula yeah you know um, four went comedy four went comedy six is political thriller right mm-hmm. um and then borg is a horror film yeah 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 yep i mean and there can be things that that are moving in in any of those but it, it can't be the exact same thing where guy dies but we have a way to bring him back so anyway um so there are two there are two directions that the story continues for years the story was that data did reemerge inside of b4 renamed himself data and was picard's uh first officer is this novelization you're talking uh about this is no this was um there was a uh, idw did a comic book prequel to the 2009 star trek okay that basically led up to the romulan system being destroyed by the by the supernova that spock went to go try to stop but then got sucked into the black hole well data became the the captain of the enterprise after picard either retired or got promoted so there data does return and he and he is the first officer he is the captain he does become the captain of the enterprise um because the scene the all-important scene that's going to be important to trekkies is not in nemesis the new first officer is not there right so that continues on where data does return the other direction that it went which is technically kind of canon because it is licensed and written off to be the prequel to star trek 2009 which part of that exists in this universe the part where spock tries to save the romulans got pulled into a black hole that's all part of this timeline the rest of it's the separate timeline right then the other direction that the story takes is that is the picard direction which is data did really die they had to shut off b4 because he was too head trauma to to survive so they're like yeah he's he's a he's a problem so turn him off but put all of data's memories into this computer and data is like kill me please and Picard ultimately does like shut him off forever because that was as data puts it. That's his, the, the finality of his life would be the ultimate ascension to humanity is that he can die. He can die. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is that's that scene in the last episode with Picard and data is really, really, really good. Because it does put a button on Data's human growth. Much better than this movie does. But it it does kind of make sense. Because we do know he downloaded his... You know, he put his brain into B4. Right. So it's there, right? So, but anyway... um, The assumption that a lot of people have... And I think there have been some novels that, that call this... Is that Picard's... Because, again, the the first officer coming on board is not in this movie. That 
Worf became his first officer because he was next in line after Data. So Worf became ultimately the captain of the next Enterprise, too, was what a lot of people assume. But I can dig it. I can dig Captain Worf. Shit, yeah. Of the Enterprise. Fuck yeah. I might watch that. Yeah, I would, too. <laughs> I wouldn't watch it if it's on Picard. Kirk's rolling over in his grave. What, what a Klingon on yeah. a, the captain of his ship? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because we all know he's never trusted Klingons, and he never will. He'll never forgive them for the death of his boy. Yes, that's the exact <laughs> one. Um, yeah, keep die on that bridge. <laughs> well, it was it was Worf's granddad who was the who was sort of trying to defend him in in Klingon court, right? Yes, yes. Klingon kangaroo court. Ay ay ay. Um. So anyway, I um. This is not a good ending. This is not. This is not Star Trek Six ending sailing off into the sun sunrise. Man, what a great ending! Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, doing that last heroic thing as a crew, uh-huh. and then sailing off. This is two guys, and if I were Jonathan Frakes or Lavar Burton or Michael Dorn or Gates McFadden or Marina Sirtis, I'd be like, "What am I supposed to be doing here?" So I'll cash your check. Do yeah. I have to show up today? Yeah. And because it, it, this is a two-person show and it's it really starts to kind of feel ego-y in a different way than 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 Shatner and Nimoy had it. Um but that's because the next generation was always a collection of all of the actors if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. I feel like these movies, though, had been trending this way. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. I yeah. agree with that. First Contact would have been a good ending for this universe, right? Yeah. I think so. They basically saved the, the Federation. Yeah. You don't get much bigger or better than that. Right? That would have been a good ending for and this that would, run. That would have been a much better story to end data on as well yeah 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 sure. let his yeah. face get melted off in the in the goo in the gas goo yeah yeah, yeah he would yeah hmm. 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 well hmm. i would say that i do like interaction better than nemesis i i definitely do and but what about nemesis compared to generations i i just ne- generations is so bad at least there is excitement in Nemesis. Yeah. But I don't know. It's it's I don't know. My take is as you said for Insurrection you could see it as a two-part episode, like a decent two-part episode. I can't even see this movie as a decent one. Well, it could episode. be a decent one-part episode if they trim the fat. Right, they'd have to yeah. they'd have to do a lot to get it there. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that Insurrection is a better movie while this one for half of it has more entertainment value. Sure. And then it's just like, I just want to go to bed. I want to check out. <laughs> I want to go to bed. I just shit myself and I want to go to sleep now. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a drag. It yeah. really is a drag. Beam me out of here. Yeah. Beam me out, <laughs> yeah. Scotty. I guess I the should. The only thing I, th- I think keep coming back to on Generations is what little Kirk you get is pretty fun. Sure. Right? And 
there's not a whole lot of fun happening in Nemesis. None. No. Zero. No. Yeah, this is a dark movie. There's no fun. I mean, they, and they try to have fun with the relationship between the characters, but the action stuff gets in the way. Like, the movie gets in the way of its own fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just... This is a big old fat nothing burger. You know what this makes me think of? It makes me think of Rise of Skywalker. There's a whole lot of nada going on in that movie. And it's overpacked. Yeah. And it's just action. It's just, we got to zip to this planet. We got to go to this planet. We got to go to here. Uh Uh-oh, here's this guy who lives in a dark, scary monster world. (laughs) He's our bad guy, but he's not compelling. We don't know why he's the bad guy. We don't really understand his perspective yeah it's um it's an overstuffed nothing burger yeah um now one thing i did want to bring up we 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 briefly talked about um the the whole brain rape thing yeah yeah there is a very very tenuous connection to how it's called back later so like okay yeah like it's sexy time for for the rikers (laughs) <laughs> and all of a sudden, Deanna sees um, bald uh, Tom Hardy. Bald Tom Hardy, and then Nosferatu, and then Nosferatu, who's like, "You were never gonna leave you." Blah 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 blah. Never and gonna it's... give you up. <laughs> and Just don't gonna you rape that. your mind. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, but then, so then it's like, and then she like like it's it's a violation. Why they were able to do that is not very clear. I guess the Remans are psychic, but then it's used so that she can open up her brain to go look for um, Nosferatu, right? When they're cloaked because they can't find them and they're being hammered by them, so she's able to connect it and I guess relay that to to Worf right. to shoot. And like, then they like it would make sense battleship. if both of their hands were on the on the targeting. And then she's like, and she's like guiding him, like a Ouija, yeah, like a Ouija, yeah, yeah, like a like a Ouija. Their hand, both of their hands were on it to start, and then she walked over to the other side of the bridge, yeah. and then she's like, "Fire!" And it's yeah. like, "But where?" It right. would have been what, what, yeah, like Worf. You needed to be me on that, but where? That but where? Is, that okay. again feels like like riding backward a little bit. Yeah, like how are we gonna beat the cloaking device? Well, we'll do something with Troy's mind powers well how do we set that up oh we have her brain raped which is her whole purpose in this movie other than to be married yeah married and brain raped she did not pass the bechdel test no she did not anyway um so yeah there, there was that um well her th- and dr mommy talked about the boobs in the last one so <laughs> that was funny that's a funny scene it because funny, it, it led a to a scene. funny like data not knowing what to do with that information yeah. and immediately going over to us in the audience and saying do your boobs feel more firm <laughs> and us in the audience being like what <laughs> <laughs> and, and that that was uh, again we are we are warf, warf. yeah warf. um there is a little bit of a sad story about tom hardy with this movie hmm. uh tom hardy was a huge star trek fan and he was so excited to get this. And he's acting his balls off in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. And everybody saw it. Everybody agreed. This guy's got something interesting. And he became a big star since then. However, the fans hated this movie and directed it at him. Oh. 
to the point where he admitted that he was suicidal for a little while after this. Oh, jeez. Wow. wow. Yeah, sad. so fans, you suck. Yeah. Our fans are awesome unless they suck, but... You, Our fans are awesome unless they suck. Yeah, in <laughs> which case they suck. It's clear as mud right there. <laughs> Just like this movie. Yep. Boy, that's that's shitty. Yeah. I, not I, surprising. That happens but, so many times, yeah. I bet. Yeah, it's like it's not his. He's doing everything he can, absolutely, to make this something he was good more. With what than, he, he was really good with what he was given. He exactly. just wasn't given a lot, right? It's like he is he is giving this more depth than what was on paper. Yeah, in his Doctor Evilly sort of way. Right. I thought he was going to ask for one million dollars at one point, but <laughs> one million it, space bucks. I will tell you, it totally blew my mind years later when I realized that that was Tom Hardy. Because when it came out, he was nobody. Oh, right. And yeah. it was several years later that I that I realized, oh my God, he was the guy from Nemesis. He was young Picard. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It, little nitpicky things that the Star Trek fans hate. Um, it was well established in Next Generation that Picard was not bald at the Academy. <laughs> he had hair. Uh, in fact, it's a really funny toupee in that episode. Um so like when when chuck was saying that he wanted to see picard in a toupee it's like we could have just watched that episode where q plays um uh basically it's a it's a wonderful life with picard oh yeah yeah and he gets stabbed and he doesn't get the he he, uh he takes that back so he's no longer the the risk taker and he ends up as like a shitty blue shirt like fuck up yeah. on the enterprise and he's getting reamed by Riker all the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway um that would have been a better thing to watch than nemesis yep mm-hmm. um this is this is not the i mean i guess this movie's better than star trek 5 i can't believe that's a sentence that could be said i guess this is better than star trek 5 which means it's obviously better than Generations. I've forgotten Star Trek V, and I will probably forget this movie. Fair They're enough. Both just not good. I mean, it doesn't matter which one's better. Yeah, I've forgotten Star Trek V. I don't even... Search for God. Why does, oh, that, why does that God need a starship, Ken? That, well, at least it's got good lines oh, like n- that. Yeah, now I remember. I, I would rather watch Star Trek V. Yeah, this. fair enough. I mean, I guess I would say that this production is better. Yeah, sure. It, it, yeah, it looks better. But, yeah, I mean, Generations, Nemesis, and Star Trek V are at the, they're on the bottom end of the, uh-huh. of the nine, they're in the bottom third. Oh, for sure. They're, they're not getting, they're, they're not getting a, a bid to the tournament. They're, they're too far in the bottom of their division. Again, though, I think I would watch both of those before I watch this, just because original cast, Kirk. Sure. Just more a little bit more lighthearted at times Some uh, maybe, touching moments in five yeah like at least at the very least i guess what what the difference is is that nemesis does feel very lifeless yeah you know I, I, that's a thing with these movies too is i never felt the as much of the camaraderie like you get a lot of it in the original series you know, and laughing and palling around and being, you know, generally like like each other because we've 
been through a lot, right? And that's right. what you get a lot in the original Star Trek movie, the original cast Star Trek movies, is you get that in spades. Like, Which is funny because they all left that series thinking, we're, we're never coming back. We don't, we barely like each other. Right. And it was just a job. And then it was through the fans that they created their camaraderie. Well, the, well, I'm just saying not only that, but the way the movies are written, you know, they, they really lean into the friendship yeah. of, of the, the characters. These movies, they, they, it's there, but it feels a little listless. It's just, it, it feels more mechanical. I don't believe it as much. Yeah, which is weird because they had more than twice as many episodes to show us, almost as if they said, ah, they can watch the TV you show. You know what if it they feels like? It. it feels like these people didn't like each other as much personally as the original cast may have, most Ooh. of them. Yeah, but they didn't really. Well, that came later, right? They didn't. Well, no, nobody liked Shatner on set right. because he, and, and, I'm not going to defend Shatner, but I can kind of understand the philosophy that he was going under because he's top build, and yet Spock gets all the all the recognition. So I'm sure that probably poured out over. He was trying to throw his weight around. Let me and there's restate a lot of that. But Nimoy and Shatner did let, become friends. Oh, they they loved rest- each other. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Let me restate that though. I think the original cast was way more into what they were doing. Even in the the movies that sucked, than these people. Oh seemed to yeah, be. yes. The, the, maybe there was more of an investment. Yeah. Well, yeah. this was it for them. Yeah. You know, everybody. I mean, like it almost feels like the next generation. Well, they gave everything to the TV show, and you know, like you can watch. There's a the great documentary about the Deep Space Nine show. Those people loved each other, and they and they were a family, and that happens on TV, but. In the movies, it's almost obligation at that point. It's like, oh, we got to do this fucking movie. Patrick Stewart, I'm sure, would rather do other things, which is probably why you got paid $10 million for this movie. Yeah. Brent Spiner couldn't shake his his typecasting, so he probably he, he probably wanted the $10 million just to say, well, whatever, fuck it. You know, um, Frakes was busy directing other things. Yes, he was. Um, LeVar Burton was just... He seems like the coolest guy on the planet anyway. Yep. Um, So it's like he didn't really have a care in the world. I don't think Gates McFadden was, I mean, she was a a choreographer to begin with before even acting. So it's like, it's not like she was banking on anything. It was almost obligation that brought them back together. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like every Star Trek, original cast Star Trek movie felt like a reunion. Yeah. It's a party. Hey, we're yeah. all going to go over That's to... That's kind of what I was and, trying and to say, I think. something warm in my heart every time the, a new movie came out. Bad or good. You know, five, is, as, as bad as that movie is, there's still like really heartwarming moments that make me feel like, oh, it's so awesome having the team back together. Right. I don't ever really feel that with the next generation. I'm not even movies. a Star Trek fan, and I feel that in the original Star Trek movies and not here. Yeah. yeah. It's... And, and Maybe that's what I was trying to articulate earlier is that and I think yeah. that maybe yeah. part of that also was the people who were writing and making the six original cast movies were not, they were almost, they were either people who were like Shatner and Nimoy who did stories for their movies. But beyond that, these are hired guns who were not Star Trek fans, 
the people making these next generation movies were, we're all TV the writers. people from the next generation. They're all insiders. Hmm. So they needed they needed somebody from outside of the universe to take their give it some life beyond actual the right. next generation. It, it, yeah, the people mm-hmm. who made Star Trek two never watched Star Trek. They went back and watched all the episodes and figured out. It's the relationship between these characters that people like so much. Right. It sure as hell ain't the goofy looking rock monsters. Right. It's it's yeah. the relationship. And that's what drives this. And then they wrote Star Trek two and made it. And it's it's like everything it's everything that a fan of anything should want from that thing. Steve, and on Steve that agrees. note, Steve does agree. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve was the one who told me about it. That, Steve's that, death was more impactful than Data's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been talking about him for a month. Yep. I ain't going to be talking about Data next month. No. Oh, well, have we done I'm it? I'm not going to talk to talk about him after today, probably. There you go. We've done it. I think we've done it. We put did a, it. We put a bow on this trekcation. Yeah. Well, trek. no more treks. I mean, yes, there are three more Star Treks. They need to make a fourth before we. Yeah, but you know, I don't <laughs> know. I don't. I don't think we want to sit around for an hour and fifteen or thirty minutes with Jason talking about in the darkness. Oh my God! I don't know if I. Survived. All right, let's not even start it now. What's next, Jeff? What's, what's happening? <laughs> All right, so that's a good. That's a good decision. Next week we do have a really good movie to talk about. We got the Dark Knight. Yes. Oh yeah. And a that's friend a of the show joining us for the first time ever. That should be good. Yep. Should be real good. So we got The Dark Knight. That's on Wednesday. Every Wednesday's new episode of Film Seizure, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> I'm learning that now. Oh, yeah. See? It's a good thing I brought that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's the filmseizure.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Just look for Film Seizure. That will tell you when things are happening. Um, you can also, on Mondays, Listen to my uh, show, Monster Mondays. This upcoming Monday is Hotel Transylvania 2. Oh. oh. Yeah. Fun little Jindy Tartakovsky animated funness. What did you call it? Hotel Transylvania 2. Jindy? Jindy. Jindy? Yeah. This is Jindy Tartakovsky. That's his name. That's the... The guy who made Samurai Jack. Oh. Oh. Ha. Okay. You are really bad with names. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize he made those. Yeah, he made. Yeah, huh? He and he and Sandler got together on this. Yeah, interesting. All right. It's, yeah. Anyway, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Little monster movies for your little kids. It's fun. Um. So, uh, that is this upcoming Monday. It is. Uh. Yeah. So every Monday, filmseizure.com, Monster Mondays, both Monster Mondays and Film Seizure. Not only can they be found on filmseizure.com. But you can also go to SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, and Audible, as well as YouTube, if that's where you want to listen to your podcasts. Um, this upcoming Friday on my site, bmovieanima.com, it's Frankenhooker. Frank nice. Hen and Lauders, Frankenhooker. It's a fun movie. Love it. There is a mention of super drugs. In that movie that cracks me up. Um, because of the way it's delivered, it's just, it's a brilliant movie. Um, that's uh, bmovieanima.com. You can also follow bmovieanima on Facebook and Twitter. Do that thing. I appreciate it. 
So, we have Batman. We will go to Gotham City, a.k.a. Chicago, next week. Yeah. Yep. What's the Blue Bro- the Blues Brothers song about? about Chicago? Sweet Home Chicago. That's it. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. I, know I was Blues drawing Brothers. a blank over yeah, there. Yeah, I was too. Yeah. Sweet Home Chicago. That's a Blues Brothers. Dan Aykroyd thing. Pier 1 Imports. Um, (laughs) this mall has everything (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so uh, do those things and we appreciate it Ken as always fantastic go on trackations with you yeah thanks for having me I assume that you're like you're like us it's it's first contact number one number two insurrection probably this number three yes generations definitely four (laughs) yeah that's a bad movie (laughs) <laughs> this one does right. It's a tough decision, but I think this one edges out Generations for sure. I, Every time I've seen Generations, I, I imagine I'm going to like it more than I do. And I'm already coming back around to, was it that bad? And I know it is, <laughs> but I know that I'll watch Generations again. This one, I'm just not so sure. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, this one overstays its welcome. Much like this episode. Yes. Let's say goodbye. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that, thanks Beam again. the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Ken, for joining us on this uh, on this wacky trekation. Someday we'll have you on for something that's not Star Trek, but probably either has Star or Trek in the title. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway. Like a star is born? Are we going to really? Uh, yeah, or <laughs> a star <laughs> is trekked. Starsky and Hutch. Ooh. Starsky and Trek. Star crash. All right. Come on. Come on. All right. Come all right. On, give it to me. All that is to say, Steve, we miss you. I am Jeff Arbuckle. I'm Chuck Moore. I'm Jason Oliver. And you have been listening to Film Seizure. Seizure.